Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning, everyone. This is Blog Talk Radio, and this is the K Factor, where K equals kindness. And the factors are all of the things that lead to it. I am your host, Dr. Deb Carlin, and this is Tuesdays with Tessa. And I am thrilled to say good morning again to my good friend, Tessa Greenspan. Good morning, Tessa. Good morning. It's a good day to have a good day. <laughs> you know what? Wouldn't it be funny if somebody would say to you, no, it isn't. It's a bad day to have a good day. <laughs> it's a choice. It's a choice. It really, it really is. So before we came on the air, I was saying to you, we were exchanging for a couple of minutes. How are you? And, you know, I woke up at 2 o'clock in the morning and I said to myself, you don't need to do this. It's a good night to have a good sleep. <laughs> so I managed to. I managed to have a good night of sleep. How was your night of rest? Yeah, it helps you sleep well at night. Yeah. So uh, today we are going to be talking about the things that we have such love and feel such gratitude for. Because you know what, friends, in the midst of everything now that's glum and troubling, this, you've landed. This is your place for relief and joy. I am, you can hear it in my voice. This is my normal, relaxed octave. <laughs> and and there are there are so many times on the on the shows where even though I'm enjoying the connect, I hear my tension. My throat is um, you know, you and I use a frequency device that recalibrates us on a very cellular level. And I keep using uh, one of the programs, about 320 programs between frequencies and vibrations that allow us to experience functional medicine healings and very holistically. And I continue to focus on the one on my throat. And as we're on the show today, I'm doing the program called Release. 
And just your words and our connection has calmed me. I felt my posture change. I felt my shoulders relax. Just listening. I think my hair might have gotten even straighter. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, um, it is is so true, Tessa. One of the things that that you and I say consistently and that, that we've written about so many, many times in books and articles and on social media is love is always the solution. There is never a single time when it isn't. I, it's my message to the world and my belief beyond any shadow of doubt that it's to love and be loved and that really is if you had to say what is meaningful or the meaning of life, and it's the love and the It really is. And, you know, mm-hmm. the, the thing that I think about in terms of that is um, the ways in which, you know, if babies, and, and this, this is actual research, which is horrible, and it wasn't designed research. It was archival research. So it was records pulled up and reviewed. But what we found was there was an, an era when we had mental institutions and wayward girls who got pregnant out of wedlock and came from families of some substance were able to take that daughter and put her into a facility that really was a mental institution. She would give birth to that baby. They would take the baby away from her, keep the baby in the nursery. She wasn't allowed to have a connection with that baby. And the babies were bottle-fed by the nurses, but they just took the bottle, inserted it in the baby while the baby was laying in the crib. And the crib was not, you know, a nice, puffy, yummy environment. These infants died. They never got the sucking reflex down because they weren't motivated to. They weren't inspired. They weren't... In, in the warm embrace of the uterus. They weren't in the warm embrace in this life of the human arms and the beating of the heart and the warmth and the eye contact and the exchange of breath. And that syndrome is called failure to thrive. Well, we see that when people are horribly lonely, that they have a failure to thrive. In, in the elderly, we see a failure to thrive and, and people who are either living alone on their own or they're in institutions like assisted living where now you're on lockdown, you're behind a plastic wall or glass, you can't see and hug all your loved ones except through that barrier. So there's not that touch. And people are in there thinking, I'm never getting out of here. This is never going to end. My days are numbered anyway. And that kind of thinking just takes you down that negative staircase. There's actually a heart condition. A friend of mine just told me that his mother... They they had to take her to the hospital. She's in her late 80s or 90s. And when they took her to the hospital, they said, well, she does have a heart condition. But the heart condition, they gave a, 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 a technical name for it. And the cardiologist pulled him aside and said, your mother has a broken heart. Fix this situation or she will die. And he had to fix the situation. He fixed the situation has gotten years back out of her. So love and our connection to one another is so core, essential. It means our next breath. 
it motivates us to live. I think it helps us to be kinder. I think it also helps us to be, as you said, connected. Mm-hmm. Because we're right about the failure to thrive. Yeah. So many people have needs, and they're acting out now. Yeah. They don't know how to handle it. So I, I, my personal opinion is that we could fix so many things if people would listen. That's really important to Listen to people. Listen to their ideas, to their thoughts. Really listen. And listen, not thinking about what you're going to say, deeply listen. People know when you really listen to them. Absolutely. Right. 100%. And so this is really so important for us. No matter what's going on in the world, and love each other. You know, there are so many things that we could do just with kindness. And I can't get off of, of my kindness kick because I feel so strongly that we can make such a difference in this world if we would practice more kindness every single day. And I post these things. So if anybody wants to follow me yeah. on Facebook, every single day, it is my mission in life to put out positive really reaffirming what's really, to me, important. And I think to the world, too. It's not just me. Yeah. But it's really kindness, gratitude, being thankful for what you have <clears throat> instead of uh, resenting. Being thoughtful and considerate. And most of all, think of what you can do. Think of something that you can say that can make a difference in a person's life. And it must be real. So let me let me um, let me get you to talk about something that's really important here. And I'm not interrupting. I'm only pausing. <laughs> I'm not interrupting. I'm only pausing you. All of that, as I'm listening to you, I know you, and I know where that comes from in you. Hold up your book for a minute, even for those <clears throat> who are only hearing the audio. It is needed as far as. This book, um, I guarantee that any person that reads this book will be inspired because it shows the spirit of a person. My mother is in my, in my life, too. Yeah. It shows the spirit. It's called From Outhouse to Penthouse, available on Amazon. And it's all about life, laughter, love, and leadership. That's really what it's all about. But it shows of what's possible in life and how we can overcome anything if we choose to. You know, I don't believe in feeling sorry for yourself. My mother always said you can be a victim or you can be a victim. So talk about your mother a minute. Your mother wasn't exactly um, a beautiful athlete who was running about having a groovy life raising two little girls. No, no. And, and, um, she had health problems, right? <clears throat> well, she really didn't have a lot of health problems. You know? She didn't. What was she it? Was you know, when she was 20, she was in an automobile accident and was in the hospital for 13 months. After 12 months, gangrene developed in her leg. And they came in. This is her, 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 um, what, how she thought. She, they came in to tell her what they had to do to save her life. 
And she said, do what you have to do. I have to get out of here. I have two little girls to raise. But that in itself shows her spirit. Not, oh, my God. I'm so that, And they're going to amputate one leg? <laughs> so your mother has two little girls. She finds herself single. She has two little girls to raise. She's in the hospital for more than a year. And then they say, well, congratulations. In order to get your get-out-of-jail card here, we have to amputate one of your legs. And, and she says, giddy up. And she wasn't thinking about what <clears throat> um, the results were and, oh, poor me, or, you know, what am I going to do? Right. And said, do what you have to do. I have to get out of here. I have two little girls today. Now, where were you? Where were you from outhouse to penthouse? Where were you during that year when she was hospitalized? Where were you living? Well, we uh, we had been visiting my grandparents in Arkansas. Yeah. When um, she was on her way to get us, and, and and she was in the rest. So we lived with our grandparents for that year. And was it in a in a beautiful mansion in the rolling hills of Arkansas? No, it was the back hills of Arkansas. And uh, you know, you do what you have to do, but it's really that's really what can either make you stronger or you can be a victim. You know, and I can honestly tell you, my sister, my thing was, I'm going to find a way and overcome, as was my mother's. My sister was. Oh, poor me, I didn't have this or that. And she became an alcoholic and then a drug addict and then died of an overdose. So it's all about choices in our lives. Now, I'm not criticizing her because we had such extreme poverty and things that were against us that any person, any person should say poor me. Yeah, so you were, you were surviving with your grandparents. <clears throat> who were loving, but you were living in a in a in a log cabin shack with a dirt floor. Didn't really want to take care of us, but you know, you really didn't have any choice. And in primitive conditions, right? I mean, it was called from outhouse to penthouse for a reason. Yeah. Because you had an outhouse. Yeah. So uh, that's part of what I want our audience to know, and we've talked about this early on in our series. But, you know, for people to remember, like there are times, there are moments when I think to myself, and I catch myself, but I know that this is part of the human condition when we say, oh, poor me. I'm not worth anything. I don't have what I want. I'm not living my life dream. And then I snap out of it and I say, wait a second. Look in the mirror. Yes, you are. You are exactly where you need to be. You're, you, are, you are living a, a, a step in the journey of your dream. You're alive and healthy. You have all kinds of vibrance. And by the way, I'm not just talking to me. I'm talking to our whole audience. And between you and me, Tessa, you know, every single one of us can look in the mirror and say that. And by the way, when you do what Tessa is saying and you get out of your own way, don't stand in the doorway blocking the entry to the next steps in your dream. 
open it up and flow through and do the gratitude that Tessa's talking about, right? show for today the the month of october for tessa and i is about thankfulness which of course with thanksgiving but for today for this week it's about being thankful in yet a whole new way so one of the things that that i have done is i've decided what part of my journey is to every morning walk through my body and talk about what it is i am thankful for from the bottoms of my feet all the way up through every part of my anatomy to the top of my head and to the whole the halo of blessing that surrounds me and give thanks right I was driving in my car yesterday and I was feeling the angst of the news and 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 all the chatter that we're hearing in every outlet um, which I won't repeat here because we want to take people on an uplift zone. And I put my hand over my heart as I was driving, and I started saying out loud the Pledge of Allegiance and then saying, thank you, God, that by your grace, I was born here, and I was, I was raised in the United States of America. Then I looked on my phone for national songs to sing, and I went back to my childhood in kindergarten and first grade in my elementary years and saying, America the beautiful and my country tis of thee. And, you know, I could almost start to cry to tell you this, but when it comes to gratitude, I am so grateful that I have had a life of servitude. I've had a life of 
of entrepreneurship and being able to have choices and, and, and choices of friends, where I live, how I earn money, what I do with my money. I mean, we have everything. 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 gratitude because I'm in gratitude because I'm running another program on balance, you know, to get pure, to be centered, to be balanced. And I'm really grateful for this. And this is something that you and I can teach to other people. These programs are amazing. And I, I, I'm just, I'm taken aback at the ways in which over the life of human humankind, we have, such knowledge that makes our life so rich. Amazing. We are in a position, we are in an era now that there are so many different kinds of things available to us that can make a difference in our lives. And I'm all about living, living at peak potential all of my life. In fact, I speak on that. How to live at peak potential all of your life. Tell us about that. There are certain pillars of life. Um, one is what we put in our mind. I say that there's four or five pillars in our life. What we put in our mind, the food that we eat, I'm a big organic food person, the mm-hmm. food that we eat is so important. Very much so. It's also the exercise that we do, that's three. It is also the supplements or the um, things like you and I are doing, the healing, the other kinds of things that are good for us. Mm-hmm. And the fifth is financial. Mm-hmm. If we don't have any kind of finances, then we can't really live at peak potential. We won't have the choice of being able to eat. So it's really important for people to plan on their future in order to live at peak potential all your life. Sometimes they don't add the financial. Because, you know, a lot of people say, well, I don't have or whatever. Well, you know, I, I feel that there are ways that you can do this. So, but that's really 
the kindest people I've ever known, and I'm grateful for our time. In your mind, you can send I love you to any person in the world. So I would suggest that you think of people that you can send. In your mind, say to them, I love you. I love that. Thank you, Tessa. All right. Hang on with me here, and we'll switch gears. Until next time, everybody, peace out. This is your host, Dr. Deb Carlin, and her good friend and co-host, the wise and kind, ever kind, Tessa Greenspan.